Good morning, everyone. It is so good to see your bright and cheery faces. This, uh, thank you so much for joining us for Daily Devotions through Redeeming Life Fellowship. And today, we're going to be jumping into what I think is actually the shortest book, uh, actually not shortest book, the shortest chapter, excuse me, in all the book of Revelation. And today, we're going to actually do something, I guess, a little bit different. It's something of an experiment or a demonstration about how it is that John, when he's describing his experience of this uh, revelation of, of God and his throne room and these plagues and judgments and images of salvation and sacrifice and blood and martyrs and testimony, it can all be a little bit disorienting. What I want us to do or try doing today is to see how many uh, references, allusions, echoes, uh, uh, um, visions, imagery that John can be pulling from the Old Testament and weaving into his text and weaving it into only eight verses. Because one of the things I know that we've, we've said and we've at least demonstrated a little bit throughout this period of time is that John, more than any other uh, book than, than Revelation, does more to weave into his book references to the Old Testament. Uh, so many of them that they're really just almost impossible to count uh, because they're so diverse and they're so uh, intricate and and that it's it can be hard to actually keep track of all the details that that John is weaving into his text. And why something like this is important, why an exercise like what we're about to do is so important, is that it should serve to demonstrate the profound and in-depth ways that the God of the Old Testament, in the eyes of John the prophet, is indeed the God of the New Testament. That when we're sitting down to, to read books like the Old Testament, the books like Exodus and uh, the prophets and Psalms, that the same God who's inspiring those texts, the same God who, uh, whose actions are, are made manifest and geared into human history is the same God who is at work in Jesus and his sacrifice on the cross and what he does, what he does indeed to bring about, uh, in the words of George Beasley Murray, uh, the way in which the same God who was active in bringing about the first exodus and the redeeming of a covenant people is the same God who is completing his work and bringing it to fulfillment in a second exodus in redeeming, uh, making his own, the people of God through a sacrifice of Jesus Christ, a Passover lamb who is victorious uh, over the powers of evil and sin and death and brings about his purposes for all of creation in fulfillment through this sacrifice in the second exodus. Is that a lot to take in? It probably is, and that's how we're trying to, to, to wrestle with and read through through uh, Revelation and trying to, to make sense and, and catch all of these strands that John is weaving into this elaborate tapestry. So what I want you to see, uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to read through Revelation chapter 15, and there's going to be a text that's following along, and in parentheses, 
alongside or beneath the, the, the text an Old Testament reference. And so if you want, you can pause, you can follow those references at your leisure, or you can just recognize them for what they are and, and see just how much that John is packing into a chapter like chapter 15. And of course, uh, chapter 15, we remark in passing that it is an introduction to the next or the last seven plagues, the seven judgments, seven bowls of wrath that are going to be poured out on, on, on rebellious, rebellious humanity. And uh, it shouldn't be lost in us that these uh, two things, at least, one of them being that, in well, we don't have to get into it now, but that the bowls that are going to be poured out are strikingly similar to the plagues that were uh, unleashed on uh, Egypt and Pharaoh in the Exodus. Uh, they're also strikingly similar to the plagues associated with the trumpets that are being blown, uh, except that uh, here, as they're going to come, they're just intensified. And all of this as a way to not only just bring about judgment for evil, but for salvation for all the nations. So let's uh, just read through and Revelation chapter 15 and see if we can make some sense of it. And Revelation chapter 15, and it begins, verse 1, it says this, I saw in heaven another great and marvelous sign, seven angels with the seven last plagues will last because with them God's wrath is completed. And I saw what looked like a sea of glass mixed with fire and standing beside the sea, those who had been victorious over the beast and his image and over the number of his name. They held harps given them by God and sang the song of Moses, the servant of God and the song of the lamb. Let's pause there for just one second. So it should be clear even from just the beginning you know, first, you know, uh, three and a half verses, that the image that John is trying to paint of the redeeming, or the, the, the redeemed people of God drawn from all these nations is like this new exodus and this heavenly Red Sea that God has brought them through and uh, is completing his work, not just in them, but through them uh, to bring about his purposes for humanity. But let's continue. And this is the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb. Uh, again, two strands, two themes being woven together that the song of Moses is indeed the song of the Lamb. And it says, Great and marvelous are your deeds, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, King of the ages. Who will not fear you, O Lord, and bring glory to your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. After this, I looked in heaven. The temple, that is, the tabernacle of the testimony, was opened. Out of the temple came the seven angels with the seven plagues. They were dressed in clean, shining linen and wore golden sashes around their chests. Then one of the four living creatures gave to the seven angels seven golden bowls filled with the wrath of God, who lives forever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power. And no one could enter the temple until the seven plagues of the seven angels were completed. 
as we've read through that, a very short chapter, but can you see in what ways or how much John has demonstrated uh, who God is, what it is that he's done, what he's continuing to do by pulling images and concepts and themes and ideas that are rooted in the Old Testament. He does this to wipe away any shadow of a doubt in our minds that somehow there is a God of the Old Testament who, uh, and then there's a God of the New Testament and that, that never the twain shall meet between uh, this chromogeny old God uh, who just likes to strike people with lightning bolts in the Old Testament and Jesus who is, uh, blessed Jesus, meek and mild, uh, who is all about um, love, kindness, graciousness, and, uh, and, and just nice things. Um, that that we, 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 we have a tendency, even as Christians, sometimes to, uh, to bifurcate the two uh, and to isolate one over here and put this one over here. And John will have none of that uh, because he knows that the same God who brought about redeeming purposes for his people in the Old Testament is the same God who is going to see to it that the work that he started there is the work that he's going to bring to completion because he's a God of covenant faithfulness, uh, a God who uh, will see to it that his purposes will not be thwarted. And, and he invites people like you, people like me, uh, sinful, rebellious outsiders who, um, who shake their fists against God and say, no, I'm going to do whatever it takes to bring about uh create opportunities, windows of, of, for, for salvation and repentance and hope to be made manifest and real in the lives of people like you and me. And that gives me hope that, that, uh, that uh, the same God who was, was active and living um, throughout history is the same God who calls you and me by name today. Uh, and so, thank you so much for this very short devotional. Uh, if you haven't, do subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can get daily notifications to follow along with the reading plan. And I pray God would bless you uh, and that God would keep you and sustain you and, and make you more His than ever before today. So, God bless. Take care.